Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this podcast, Married to His Will. I am Suzette Blunt, your host and licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. If you are listening for the first time, I welcome you wholeheartedly. If you're in a struggle and you feel stuck, you have come to the right place. This podcast is made just for you so that you will know that you can become unstuck. I knew I was married to God's will the day I gave up what I thought I knew to discover what he wanted me to know. Purpose found me in that moment and I let go. God was going to use my struggle to bless my life and to bless others. I originally thought the continuous struggle of my 19 to 20 year marriage was my purpose, but it was only to be used for God's greater purpose in my life. I realized that I did not have to suffer verbal and emotional abuse or any kind of abuse for a lifetime to remain a chosen servant of God, and that the purpose of salvation was not just from eternal hell, but for situations beyond my ability to manage. I became free from a place of bondage so that you can be free also. The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God will provide a way of escape out of that struggle you face. He did that for me. He allowed me to endure 19 years of the same struggle and then said, I am bringing you out so that you can become who I have called you to become. And now I am totally devoted and married to his will. Invite your friends on the journey with me as I bring the word, share personal stories and clinical insights from my own experience and my expertise and knowledge. And I plan to have others join me along the way. Enjoy this next episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Married to His Will. I am super excited today because I have my twin sister with me again, and she's going to join me to talk about all things marriage, as well as her journey. She was here before, and we talked about, you know, us terminating or summing up things with the well, Women Empowered for Life and Leadership. So today, I wanted to invite her back to help empower you. Um, and talk about where she is now as well as her marriage because I want to continue empowering those who are listening and let you know that you can become unstuck from where you are, whatever your situation is. So help me welcome my sister, my twin sister, my womb buddy, Dr. Suzanne Thompson, Pastor Suzanne Thompson. Welcome her. Welcome, Suzanne. Hi. Happy to be here. <laughs> this time we are not in the same room, but we are uh, yeah. online and it actually feels better. I don't know. I think it's going to be greater for yeah. us to have this conversation this way. Yeah, I do think so as well. I'm excited. Yeah. So today I really want to dive in with you just to, for you to be able to share your journey um, to marriage. I just, I, f- I want to focus a lot on marriage and what kingdom marriage means to you. Um, okay. But first introduce yourself to the viewers, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself. Oh gosh. Um, well, I'm <laughs> Thompson. Some people call me Dr. Thompson. Some people call me Sue. Um, and now I'm being called Pastor Sue. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actress Suzanne. Um, so I do wear many hats, but um, I would say that one of the things I value the most about myself is that I am a child of God and um, very much into ministry. So yes. that includes my marriage, which is very dear to my heart. My husband and I, um, even before we knew we were going to be pastoring, um, marriage is something that God has put in our heart a lot. And even yes. while we're on this journey, we're seeing it coming up again even more um, as it concerns just helping people who are in relationships, who are looking to get into marriage. Um, and also we're con constantly working on ourselves <laughs> in terms of our marriage. Wow. Because um, mm -hmm. I think your ministry together or when you get married, I feel like that's your first ministry, your, your marriage and your children. You know, okay. so, yeah, so for us, it's super Absolutely. important, now that, especially now that we're going into pastoring, like, we want to make sure that we are healthy before anything else. And so I Absolutely. think that's what I think about myself now. I think that's just what's coming to the forefront of my mind, besides all the other things that I do um, right now. I think the ministry part is what's yeah. powerful. Yeah. If you want to... Awesome. Yeah, if you want to know more about me, you can check out my other areas. So I am a writing coach as well. Um, mm -hmm. you can find me uh, on my Instagram at Zanskrit. Yes. <laughs> or Subonita. So, <laughs> so I'm excited about all the different things God allows me to do. As it yeah. comes to yeah. I do feel like all of it is ministry. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, I, I feel like whenever we're around people, whatever we're doing should be ministry, you know, it's about serving others in the kingdom and out the kingdom, you know, bringing people to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, and even having been a teacher now for, oh gosh, since 2004, you can do the math. <laughs> now 2023. <laughs> um, um, that's an area also that's dear to me in terms of being able to teach others, especially um, students in the high school age range um and even those mm -hmm. adults trying to get their high school diploma it's um so many people are trying to better themselves you know and so i've had the privilege yeah. of working with teenagers um even younger kids but mainly teenagers through their adulthood um yeah yeah and of course you know my, my kids are teenagers i have two teenagers yes. and i have one who is a well he's now considered a preteen he just turned nine even though I can't see him that way. That's so crazy that <laughs> nine is preteen. I know, right? Nine years old. He's definitely a younger nine in terms of he's a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. Be yeah, a kid as long as you can, RJ. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I have three boys who we love dearly who are also involved in the ministry with us. So, yeah. So, in case we didn't mention it the last time, guys, she has three boys. As well, I also have three boys, um, yeah. but I added three girls, so I doubled her a lot <laughs> with yeah, the, we the kids. Pregnant. Yeah, we were pregnant at the same time, twice. Twice, okay. And the second two for me, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So her first two and my second two children were, you know, my, sec my second yeah. child and my third child. When I was pregnant with my second child, she was pregnant with her firstborn. Uh -huh. um, and 
then the second one again. So I was pregnant with my third son. So um, we both have three boys. Maybe if she went the fourth time, she probably would have had the girls like me. You know, I went three boys all back to back and then three girls. You never know. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah, Interesting. But, yeah. yeah, but God has really, one of the things I wanted to thank you and um, Ro, your husband, you know, for is allowing, you guys were my guinea pigs when I was going through school. Learning to become a, ther- a therapist, a licensed professional yeah. counselor. <laughs> they allowed sure. me to counsel them, you know, and all of that. And they actually gave me great feedback, right? You remember that, right, Suzanne? I do. I mean, I remember the, the, the surveys and whatever else you had to fill out, the teaching groups, <laughs> I remember all of it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're so good, Suzanne. You're really good at this. I was like, thank yeah. you. They boosted yep. me up. They really did. So, but your marriage is definitely exemplary. So, what do you think is the main reason you're still together? What makes you, what keeps you all together? Well, number one is our relationship with God. That's yes. foremost. Um, that's so important to us. And forgiveness has been big in our marriage. Being yes. able to just um, to have fun with each other. I think that really is important fun is important yeah. okay having fun together Absolutely. doing things together and just growing together you know we hear people yeah. grow apart but i think we actually um continue to grow together um and me we got married so young. yeah we've had we've definitely had our issues it, it hasn't been like a bed of roses like some people think it will be um which i think is a complete mm-hmm. fallacy to think that going into marriage would be a bed of roses yeah. that doesn't but right, um, right. I think it's just that we were willing to grow, not just physically, but spiritually. Yeah. You know, yeah. open to learning and knowing that I don't have it all together. He does not have it all together. You know, so I think in that way, just having the mindset of being open to learning, constantly learning and, and being ready to change as necessary so that yeah. we can, you know, do better together. Just having mm-hmm. that willingness um, and even to listen to what God has to say, um, it helps Absolutely. us to Yep. So you guys were married very young, um, like mm-hmm. I was, you know, in your 20s. Um, but what the difference I'm hearing is that you both are growing together. There's not this um, feeling of being separate, so separate mm-hmm. that you're not growing, you know, on one accord. Um, and so your lives are intertwined, especially now with the ministry that you have in your hands as pastors. Uh, I'm sure that's been an arduous journey as you guys are getting ready to launch deeper ministry, d- deeper church, right? That's the name of the church. And I'm very much thankful that I get to see the beginning stages and uh, get to be a part of the launch team. Um, so do you want to say anything about deeper for a little bit? Sure. I mean, Deeper Church, you know, we emphasize the fact that we're made for more. We're diverse. We're a faith movement of diverse people. Uh, mm-hmm. We're pursuing God, understanding that we're made for more, you know. Um, and so our thing is we want to dig deeper, right? Dig is D-I-G-G, right? Dig means we want to discover a purpose in God, right? Discover purpose. We want to ignite faith. We want to grow yeah. in community. And we want to go tell others. Because we want to also make sure we're discipling others. So 
that mm-hmm. dig deeper, man. Um, we gotta we each have to do that because we believe that we're made for more. So let's go yeah. deeper, guys. <laughs> That's what Deeper Church is about. And if you want to find out more about us, you can definitely check us out at www.deeperchurchga.org. Make sure you tag that GA on because we're in Dallas, Georgia. <laughs> Not Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Georgia. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Make sure you get that right. But um, yeah. you and Ro are, you know, I'm sure you guys, like you said, have come through your challenges. Now you're you're working on ministry together. So, um, and you're coming up on different types of people, you know, and I'm, what I've learned is that your heart is for diversity, you know, to have a a more, a very diverse church, um, which has caused you, or God has brought you together with Creekside Church, who is, you know, the congregation is mainly uh, Caucasian, you know, a lot of Caucasian in that congregation, right? Would you say, Uh, but as far as deeper churches, you guys, you and Ro came together, I think, by divine alignment with what are the name of the pastors of Creekside? So that's Greg Sizemore and Lee Lonnie Sizemore. Yes, I didn't want to get it wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've met them and they're awesome people. Um, And so they also have a heart to see that cultural diversity um, happen in their midst as well. And so coming together, you guys have an amazing vision for a multicultural, for building the kingdom in that way, to bring bring the kingdom together culturally. Um, So because everyone worships differently, we need to be able to embrace all the different diverse ways that people see God and view him as far as um skin color like we're Uh god is the one that beautified the world with all these diverse people yeah Um, and so i love the heart that you guys have to you know bridge the gap so to speak between what's a black church and a white church i mean we're all the church of jesus christ right yeah absolutely yeah so we're digging deeper we're getting uncomfortable and aligning ourselves with people that we may, you know, not usually align ourselves with. Exactly. I mean, in so many ways we're learning, even when it comes to the church and the unchurched and uh, Mm -hmm. I mentioned Greg and Leilani because certainly going to Creekside Church has been very pivotal, has been a very pivotal part of this process in terms of like, like you said, bridging the gap and um, it's really huge for us that in this community where on a Sunday morning it's the most segregated that mm-hmm. um, we now coming in as probably probably the first black couple to start to plant a church here. Um, yeah. So we, we are facing some challenges, but we're ready for it, man. I feel like, you know, God has put this in our hearts for a reason and we're yeah. going after the many, you know, we're going to go to the ends of the earth. You know, the, the Bible tells mm-hmm. us that it's for for all generations, right? So uttermost parts of yeah, the earth, yeah. you need to hear the gospel. And so it's not just for the blacks, not just for white folks, it's not just for, you know, Asians or Hispanics, it's for everybody. And so I, we, yeah, wanna, we want to be a church that looks like heaven. Yes. Right? So we're That's starting important. with together with people who don't look like us, uh, but want the same thing. They really want to look like heaven. They want to, they want yeah. to be the kingdom. Um, and I think everyone should have that heart. 
Absolutely. I know as a therapist, as a counselor, I welcome diversity. I have to be culturally competent, you know, when it comes to the clients that um, are coming into my practice. You know, mm-hmm. you have couples that have diverse um, uh, ethnicities that are merging themselves together. And culture does play a role in how you communicate and yeah. how you get along. Um, and some people are, you know, we, this show is about people becoming unstuck. And there are people that are so stuck in their own group that mm-hmm. they don't know how to become uncomfortable with other groups and learn yeah. that culture long enough to become comfortable, you know, and begin to see the world, you know, in a more vast way than the way, than seeing it in a more, you know, this small uh, in a box kind of way. Yeah. Um, so having the mindset for diversity in a church is so important. I mean, imagine heaven, uh-huh. right? Not only black people and black people's worship is important or white people's worship is important. We talk about white song and black song and, you know, even down to like, I was looking at your hair, right? We both have different hairstyles today, right? (laughs) A lot of people that we're meeting probably at Creekside may see us looking different every Sunday. Like today I'll be rocking my natural hair. You know, the next week I might be rocking a wig or a, 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 a weave or... Uh, you know, yep. whatever they have to get to know us and not think I'm a different person every Sunday. <laughs> That's, uh, That's true. Right? How's, how important is that? It's so. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember when I when we started at Creekside, and um, you know, I was like, man, like these people are not gonna know me. Um, or I felt a little funny, like putting on my wig because I'm like, okay, these people are trying to get to know me or whatever. I was like, I'm just going to be me. You know, I'm not going to change, you know, the fact that of myself. They, but, you know, what's funny is um, I was talking to Greg, and he was on to roll. And he was like, wait, um, your hair was short short one day, and now this is this long day. Long day. <laughs> we have to explain to him, well, you know, <laughs> this is how it is, you know. And not be afraid to do that. It's really part of who we are. Like, we love to, I love to shake it up. I love to you know, wear my hair a different way. Me too. Um, I love that I get to be myself. Now they are aware, you know, and it's good to have these conversations. And not be afraid if you ask, if someone from another culture asks a question that to you may seem so silly because you know it already. But it's not silly. Like they're legitimately wanting to know and learn, you know? Yes. Don't shame anyone who's trying to learn from you. Yep. I mean, like, we have so many things across the board that we are very much um, wanting to see. Do We want to see people thriving. So, for example, marriage is another one. No matter what culture you're a part of, marriage is a universal concept, right, that we get from the Lord. And so I know to Greg and Leilani, they are about marriages, and so are we. We want, we want marriages to be strong, Um and so even like the fact that Ron and I yes. started a marriage ministry before coming into this, we're seeing now even on this journey of pastoring that he has us now back focusing on marriage again. And I feel like it's so amazing That's how beautiful. all the factors of every person is coming up that even as we're partnering with Creekside, man, it feels so good to know that even though they're part of a different culture, I mean, there's so many things that that's common to every culture. So we can start off on common yes. ground no matter where you are, no matter what your background is. 
uh, start off on common ground while getting to know our differences because our differences are also important. We're not hiding our differences because that's what makes us, what that's what makes us beautiful. But at the same time, there's so many commonalities that we can start from that we can use as bridges. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very important. Yes. So many ways we could find something in common. Um, yeah. So speaking of marriages again, the value of marriage. Yeah. You know, well, what is your idea of a kingdom spouse? Like, what does that look like for some of us who did it wrong the first time, or we just, you know, life took us this on this journey where our marriages didn't work or our relationships are didn't work, and we're seeking for the we want to make sure we are walking the right way when it comes to relationship what is your idea of seeking a what's a kingdom spouse to you well to me first and foremost i can only say from my experience right what i was looking for when i and i'm sure you were looking for the same thing as well someone who loved Mm -hmm. the lord that was key for me someone who i could see um who had a certain maturity when it came to his christian walk that was important to me because I didn't want to be matched with someone who did not want the same thing spiritually. So for me, that was something that was important to me. And so a kingdom man, even as I'm older now and I'm a different person than I was when I was 23 when we got married, um, now in the present moment, what that looks like for me is, is a man that will pray for me, that my husband prays for me, that we feel good praying together. We pray for our children. You know, um, we're going after the things of God together that, you know, um, that we're not going to do anything outside of what God wills for our marriage. You know, we're looking to yes. God. We're looking to God's word as our mirror, you know, for decision making for, you know, um, you know, anything that pertains to life. That's what yeah. I feel it means to have a kingdom marriage, that God is at the center. He's the one leading it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily, yes, we'll come with our own selfish thing, but we're, 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 yeah. we're, we're, we're giving that over to God. Absolutely. I, I really believe that a kingdom marriage really does bring it, include, include two people. A kingdom marriage includes two people that are coming together for a purpose, like a real purpose that God gave them. Their, yeah. their purpose aligns with each other and not just on a spiritual level, but I mean, these days I, I think it's important to also emphasize the practical level, you know, the, where are, where are you compatible? Not just the, you both love God, which is awesome. Like that's the most yeah. important foundational piece. I mean, yeah. I have couples that come to my practice now who are so their strength, their number one strong point is that they both believe the same thing, yeah. right? But they uh, are yeah. so apart on important issues like finances, uh-huh. um, in sexual intimacy, you know, um, <clears throat> parenting, yeah. very, very important subject matters that you don't necessarily agree on just because you love the Lord. Very true. I mean, certainly Ron and I have had to learn about each other and our different and our preferences. Because no matter whether or not you have a kingdom mindset, you both come with your own preferences. 
you're you're both groomed differently yes. from your different families, right? Um, and yes. so, like, even when it comes to parenting and you know all that stuff, like, we may have different styles, but what is great about us is that we complement each other and we recognize that he's not going to be like me, I'm not going to be like him, okay? And 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 knowing how knowing the give and take, no, it's a dance. Marriage is a dance, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, like you know, um, where he's stronger, he's leading. Where I'm stronger, I'm leading. You know, um, we play yeah. we play at each other's strength. You know, where I'm weak, he's building me up. Where he's weak, I'm building him up. You know, um, yeah. so we have to look at each other as complementing each other and not in competition with each other, because it's so yeah. easy oh, to get God. there. You know, I mean, listen. Even now, like, sometimes we find ourselves, well, are we competing here? You know, like, it, it will right. happen. So you have to, like, be uh, reflective. Again, going yeah. back to that mirror. Going back to that mirror, because we don't always get it right. But if we're looking at the mirror, we can correct it. Yes. So that's the thing. Like, we wow. may feel like, man, we always have to get it right. It, just because a marriage mm-hmm. is thriving doesn't mean that everything is, is peachy. Perfect, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we have bad hair days, right? I'm just going back to the <laughs> physical now. We have bad hair yeah. days. Now we have to do everything. To, sometimes we just don't get it right in that moment. Like we have to maybe get a different product or mm-hmm. something else to fix the hair, right? It's the same thing with our marriage. Like sometimes it is not in tip-top shape. And we are like, sometimes you <laughs> set it one way and it's just not working. I'm like, okay, well, how do we get it back to where it needs to be? You know, and that's yeah. what the mirror, the mirror helps us to see, okay, this is still not right. We need to fix this. So the Bible, the, the word of God helps us and continuously speaks to us about those areas that we need to still get right. Because it's not perfect. Yeah. Marriage is not perfect. Mm-hmm. By We're still growing. You know, we'll still have an argument and like, man, we got to get to church. But, you know, we have to make certain decisions about like how we're going to be in public, you know, how we're going to um how not that we're being hypocritical but we always want to have a solid front you know like okay no matter what's going on i love this man we can have an argument and know that okay let's put a a pin in it now we're not going to reach a resolution today um but we are we know in our hearts we're still working at it okay right now this might not be working this might not be perfect right now but we have in our hearts that we are still willing to work at it and that's what makes the difference Yes. When you are still willing, even when it's not going well, when you still have that willingness within you to say, okay, it's not quite right here, but there's potential here to fix this. And this is not, this is not going to break. Us Absolutely. Apart. It's a workout, this little kink right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then come back yeah. together and eventually fix it. Yeah. You know? So important. I love I love that you said that, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but the willingness to work together, that's how you synchronize. It's like, you know, on that bicycle, the two wheels are operating together. There's something that keeps them, keeps it working in the middle that keeps it in synchrony yeah. so it can go to the same place, right? Exactly. And it's the same way as a couple, you have to synchronize your life in a way that it operates smoothly, and mm-hmm. when things are out of order, you address it. And sometimes you can't really fix it in the moment. And you still have to function 
in front of others and exactly. you know you you have to still perform in your role but when you come together you fix it together and continue operating in a way but i did bring up this this there's this element um of the the fig tree that just came to came to my mind where jesus talked about the he he rebuked the fig tree because it wasn't bearing any fruit. Uh, I thought about that this week, how important it is for marriages to bear fruit, not just bear children, but uh, bear fruit, be fruitful for the kingdom. There is purpose to marriage. If your marriage is not purposeful, then why are you married? Because I used to always wonder why they keep saying, Marriage is, is, why is it so important? Like we don't get married yeah. in heaven. So why is it so important on earth? Because yeah. it's supposed to exist for a perp God designed marriage for, for, for it to be an example of Christ and the church, his relationship between us and him. Yeah. Yeah. And a, 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 a marriage that is sanctified by God and ordained by God will, will bring forth fruit just as much as a church produces fruit. You know, it saves the souls of people. It's the other things that a church is supposed to do. Is your marriage a sanctuary for each other? Mm, that you guys can produce uh, fruit yeah. together. I, w- I definitely want to delve deeper into that. I wanted to backtrack a little though. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Back. So, you know, I mentioned, I, I felt this in my heart to say this. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mentioned sometimes you argue and you still have to go to church and do your normal stuff. Yes. Part of that, because people might look at that as hypocritical, but the, the, okay. the, the word for that is to remind the word that I'm given to remind you is that when you're in a marriage, you're covering each other, right? So, you know, when mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you cover each other, not just you know, in prayer, but you cover each other from embarrassment, from shame. You, you are your, yes. you're, you're, other's protector so the reason why you can argue behind closed doors and then come out you know with you know you're giving certain appearances for the moment because you want to protect each other because the whole world doesn't need to know okay today Ron and I had an argument because what would it be if every day we went out of the house in front right. of people with our argument on display you know like you don't you want to cover each other in that moment and so for people out there might be saying, oh, that's a good Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, we're in this society where everything is about transparency and we love transparency. We're very transparent. However, God gives us wisdom. He gives us wisdom, yeah. what we can put mm-hmm. out in public and what we can't. So I just kind of wanted to backtrack yeah. on that, you know, I say we have to cover each other, especially when you're already in mm-hmm. the marriage relationship, you want to cover each other as much as possible. There are times when you definitely want to make sure that you're not hiding certain things if it's bringing harm to each other, right? But um, I just had to put yeah, that out there. Yeah, yeah and it's so important even, that you did go there because yeah, I'm sorry because there's some feedback with the internet, but yeah, um, okay. Yeah, when you talk about um, covering each other, it reminds me of the scripture: "Love covers a multitude of sins." And exactly. I, in a way, it's, it's think, when I think about it now, I'm thinking of sins as all the messy stuff that marriage comes with. Yeah. You both bring, bring your flesh into your marriage. You're yourself in the marriage. And there are things you're going to have to pray about. I'm like, so the things you're not going to like that you see in each other. But this yeah. is the sanctification of it where you start to 
pray for each other, cover each other, literally um, covering up for each other, littering, be, oh, literally God. being <laughs> the backbone for each other in public. This is why nobody knew what was going on in my marriage. Exactly. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for you to want to protect your spouse, not say bad things to anyone about him. Why do you think abusive relationships continue? Yeah. Because in their minds, they love their spouse. They're protecting that person. Yes. Right? So yeah. from a good place. Sometimes, though, that wisdom has to kick in and say, well, you're being hurt over here. You got to say something. Yeah. But, you know, but I want to understand the different context. <laughs> right? Yes, like you know think about uh, something so like a, a something like food for example like you cook it you leave it on the counter and you leave it if you leave it open to the elements certain things can happen to it right flies to get in all kind of stuff to get in and make it messy yes. like, you know, so you want to make sure when you're going out in public you're covering each, covering each other um if i see my husband has a flaw i mean i may notice it you know because we are mirroring each, we mirror each other i'm his mirror he's my mirror right I may notice it doesn't mean I have to point it out to everyone else in the room. You know, right. I'm going to protect him from that exposure because that will mm. ruin him. That will hurt him. You yes. know, um, you know so I really wanted to put that covering piece in there because it's not about, so some people mistake the covering for hypocrisy or lack of right. Right? right? But we have to filter ourselves when we go out in yes. public. We have to, in yeah. order to protect our minds. It, Why do you think? Sorry. Sorry, I was gonna add. Why do we think celebrity relationships crumble so so much? Because they don't. Some of them don't don't leave anything to the imagination, right? Wow. They don't leave anything to. They put they expose everything, right? Yeah. On display, but because you're on display doesn't mean that you don't cover certain things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to really be keep it sacred. It's sacred. Something that's sanctified. And sacred is set apart from some from, from everyone. Um, exactly. And so that's so important. But going back to the, the fig tree um, concept, I think it really does relate. It, it is relevant when you think of the fruit that you have to bear as a couple, which is the fruit uh-huh. of love. And love, yeah. like I said, covers a multitude of sin. It is that covering that keeps you from embarrassing each other in uh-huh. public. It keeps you from... You know, telling off each other, you know, in front of people, like there are people that put their relationship on display um, in on Facebook when they're going through an arg when they're going through an argument and they can't take that back because now everybody knows your drama. Exactly. It's it's, it's just oh my god, it, it's just not good. Um, exactly. It's very toxic. So um, when I look back at the years that I was covering my my marriage, it was what God required of me. But there came a time when it became an issue because of the consistent chaos and abuse. It wasn't depicting a real marriage, a marriage that God sanctified, a God that a marriage that was was giving glory to God. There was nothing to put on display. What I was putting on display were pictures. Woo. Wow. It wasn't fruit. I can show pictures of fruit of my womb, which is the children. Yeah. Right. And that just, that identifies the, 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 you know, the carnal, the carnal part of us that were, was fruitful. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't identify the spiritual fruit, which we really could have come together to 
Barefoot in Ministry. We were in church together. We both did our individual thing in church, but as a couple, I cannot say we produce anything together for the kingdom together. Wow. Yeah, and that's hard. And so you know? there is a, there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there comes a time when a couple has to identify your purpose. So you grew up together. You and Ro, like me and jo, my husband had my ex-husband grew up together. But at some point, you and Ro identify your your coming together and the purpose of it. Yep. Ultimately, Thanks. that has to be identified. Yep. And until you do, you're constantly in a you know chaos. You know, it's 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 very hard. You know, and we had yeah. some tough years because I could over, I, I was over here like, man, you know, like there's so much more to him, but he had to see it for himself. You know, like, and I and I had to see certain things for myself. Yeah. You know, um, that's where the prayer comes in, praying for mm-hmm. each other, man. Oh my gosh! But if you see that, my gosh, this person is yeah. really, you know, is. People will show you their pattern, you know. Um, over the years, I've seen where Ron has been willing to open up to learn. You know, he wasn't this hard person. Yeah. Where he had to learn to do better in certain areas. And so was I. Like, I, again, going back to that willingness to learn. If someone is not willing to learn and, and, and do their part in making things better, then it's very hard. It is very hard. It's almost like a stumbling block. And if a person becomes a stumbling block to what God wants to do in your life, then perhaps, perhaps you have to ask the question, if if this is what God willed, you know, for me. Yes. You know? Yeah. One of the hardest things was for a couple is when they can't come together in parenting. And when it's just, because children become our little mirrors too. Um, so even though we were fruitful with our children, there was poor, the, the damage that occurred occurred when the anger would just come out on the children. And that was so hard for me to watch. Absolutely. I mean, it was so it hard for me to watch. Yeah. And, and that's where we just couldn't bring it together. I'm like, well, how we, if we're going to bear fruit together, we have to take care of it together the right way. Because we're yeah. both responsible for this legacy we're creating. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, and it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard for marriages who continue. They continue to toil together yeah. and they know they're doing damage, severe damage to each other and their children. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't thrive in a toxic situation. You know, toxicity ruins things. It just ruins. Oh, it's poison. Poison yeah. doesn't let you live. Poison kills. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, you know, until that toxin is gone, what can you do? How do you remove it? Sometimes you have to cut it off. Sometimes you have to, I mean, poison kills. You know, poison really does kill. And if there is poison there, it has to be plucked up from the root. It has to be something has to happen so it doesn't mess up the whole thing. So if it and if it has that, to talk about up, that cutting off Suzanne. You uh-huh. just said something that was important. Like I talked about the dead thing last week, letting go of the dead yeah. thing. Oh, when God is ready to prune you, there's some things and some people that are going to come off, you know, or be sent exactly. away from your life. 
you know, um, and a lot of people hold on tightly to what they think they should hold on to because it's what it's it's what they know. And unless you're open to hearing the spirit, you have to go um, beyond the law into the spiritual things. You really yeah. have to listen to the voice of God for mm-hmm. him to direct your life because you can be holding on to a dead thing. Yeah, and what does the Bible say about like you got to cut that thing off? Like the fig tree didn't bear fruit, he cursed the tree. So I mean, yeah. you got to think about it. Like, what are you partnered with that curse? You know that oh God has. God. Cursed, you know, I mean, <clears throat> if God has called you to a marriage, it's cut off that arm. Yeah, if God has called you to a marriage, it's to be a blessed marriage. But what happens if it's cursed? Yes. You know, My you won't see fruit in your God. life. You won't glorify God. So we can't tell people to stay in a place where they're not glorifying God, where their life doesn't give God glory. Just like the fig tree. My- so the fig tree, right, oh is supposed God. to produce. This is what it's supposed to do. So we have all these things about what a marriage is supposed to be. But what if it's mm. not? Jesus. We cannot condemn an individual. What if it is not? Right. Do you can you replant a grow a growing tree? <laughs> you know what I I'm mean, saying? Like oh. I believe in in marriages. I believe in marriage and family. And we try our yeah. hardest as therapists to save them. But God is sending more couples to me now being divorced than when I was married. Like wow. when I talk about an influx, I realize because, that. Uh, we are where we we don't see context in scripture. We don't see what God is saying to the heart of people. People yeah. are bleeding inside the wrong container. They are dying because they can't thrive. In a toxic yeah. environment. Yeah. Yeah. They're living in toxicity. I don't want to free you. Yeah. We got to, yeah. We want to free some people. Like, you know, are we, and, and then of course we live in a comparison society where we're always comparing. Not one size fits all. You know, there's no, no, there's no one size fits all marriage. Okay. <clears throat> certainly just like there's no one size fits all person. We're twins, mm-hmm. but we're certainly not. We're we're certainly different, in, you know, in a lot not of ways. You know, not mm-hmm. the same person at all. We have different fingerprints, all of that, right? Yeah. So, like, we have to be able to to um to recognize that not every marriage works. You know, just because you yeah. chose something doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> you okay. know. Yeah. So, but, yeah. you know, like we who um those of us and even those of us who have we claim to have good marriages. We can't be arrogant. No. We're constantly seeking God for our marriage. We're constantly in a place of, you know, I haven't arrived. You know, I'm still learning. I still have to do this better. You know, how can I communicate better? You know, I mean, there's still, because no matter how long you've been married, you still have to work at it. Yes. You know, you still have to, you know, you, you still have to care for that plan. Yes, you know, the garden. You have to, you have to, yeah, you have to, you have to nurture it. You have to pluck out some things. You got, you know, yes. some snip snips and you know some cuts. 
to make it to prune it to make it the way it oh needs to be, God. you know. Um, and so, unfortunately, some trees do have to go into the incinerator. Some plants do have to, you know. Unfortunately, that's just the reality. But again, going back to the willingness, God is saying, if you have willing hearts and you give this marriage over to me, and you both are doing everything in your power to follow my will, you know, to 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 listen to me, not just doing yeah. it out of not just doing it out of this allegiance to marriage or as, to marriage as an idol, or but doing it in yes. a way that that honors me and glorifies me, then I'll bless you. You know, because wow. again, if we, if we go back to the scripture, it's what God has put together. Let no man put us wow. under. Right? So we're trying to keep things that God has put together. You were trying to keep it, you know, but God is saying, mm, yeah. this doesn't even fit, you know? Um, it doesn't even glorify him. It doesn't glorify him. And that's why it doesn't fit. It doesn't glorify him. Yeah. Once it doesn't glorify him, it's cursed. That yeah, fruit, that fruit tree didn't didn't produce wasn't producing fruit. It didn't glorify God. It didn't do what it's supposed to do, and so wow. it's cursed. You know. I, um, yeah, I would like. I had this image in front of me, picturing Jesus going to the fig tree, maybe hungry. I don't yeah. know. And he's looking at this beautiful fig tree, and I looking at other leaves, and he's like, "Where is the fruit?" This is disappointing. Mm. I'm upset with you for not bearing fruit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing this right now. And now I'm looking. I want every person in your marriage right now to begin assessing your marriage. Are you bearing the fruit that God told you to bear? Are you doing the will of God? Mm. That's so good. That is Y'all so good. Y'all need to sit yeah. down and assess. Okay? Yeah. Don't be like, ooh, we look so pretty. We have wonderful mm-hmm. trees. We look beautiful. Ooh. God is like looking at you. Aren't you supposed to bear fruit? And he's not talking about just some of you can't have children naturally. But God yeah. is waiting for you to bear the children that's in your the children that is your ministry. Yeah. That is your on. purpose. Yeah. And he wanted you to put it forth into the earth because the earth is waiting for you to manifest. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so good. That is that is so good. And I wanted to say this to add to what you're saying. Sometimes you're yes. also married and there are some areas that are fruitful and another area that isn't. Isn't mm-hmm. and you have to know what to get out of your to get rid of. Yes. If there's an area that is not bearing fruit, then maybe that's an area that needs to go. Yeah. Or it so just means that there's an area that needs water that needs to be cared for. And so it's that like we have to like I love what you said, you have to be assessing your marriage. And I said mm-hmm. earlier, you have to be reflection, you have to reflect. You know, use that mirror, you know, to see what's going yeah. on. You can't live in la-la land, live in darkness, you mm-hmm. won't see. Yeah? yeah. But if you are, if you imagine in the light, then you're going to expose those things that are not of God yeah. and get rid of them so that you can, you know, live a life that glorifies God. But if you have to constantly live in the dark, there's something wrong there that doesn't glorify yeah. God. 
I mean, I got a little upset just now thinking Jesus looking through your mar my marriage and where are you fruitful? Where am I being glorified here? I didn't yeah. bring you all together just for your own gain. Yeah, you put that in a way that really made me think, man. Like, when God looks at it, like, yeah, how disappointing it is. I mean, wow. think about it, even in our flesh. Like, I remember growing up, and we, us as yes. kids, yes. in our backyard, we had this cherry tree. You remember the cherry tree? We loved Jamaican yes. cherries, those cherries, right? And we'd yes. go back there, yes. and a lot of times, like, Stuff would be on that tree and we couldn't get a good cherry and it would be so disappointing it felt so horrible like man why can't yeah. this tree just bear some good cherries <laughs> I know. it was so disappointing because we love though we love cherries you know like man you just want to taste it like man yeah like, you just want to taste that sweetness you know that sweet cherry when there's none like how disappointing it is so imagine like god is looking for the sweetness he's looking for the yeah smell, and he's all he's getting is stink and rot and rotting wow. and nothing you know bearing and so yeah yes. we have to be yes. bearing trees and it goes back to the Absolutely. essence of our lives and why god created us yes you know? you know i as you were talking I, this woman that i spoke with this week came up in my spirit um and i'm gonna give a shout out to dr sandra hill uh, if she's listening uh, and, you know, she talks about, you know, taking the mask off and I definitely want her on my podcast to share more about that. But yeah. if you're in your marriage and you really know that you need to start bearing better fruit or bearing fruit, I would love for you both to become vulnerable with each other, you know, take down the mask and get to the root of the issue. Y'all need to, Maybe put some, maybe it stink. Maybe I need to put some good manure on top on the, the yeah. bottom to get some, you know, to, to manage the, 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 everything else that needs to be pulled to make it, uh, grow. I mean, yeah. your marriage can grow from even this, the things that you're dealing with, the rejection, you know, uh -huh. maybe you're having issues of unforgiveness in your marriage. Those are the things that are coming to tear you apart. And the enemy has come to destroy your marriage. And it, it stinks. Yeah. But even manure can be helpful. So y'all can learn from that and come back from that. I love that. I love that, that manure. That's doo-doo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I people mean, need to remove the mask and tell the truth. For real, like it's there. What are you gonna do? Yeah, like, but be naked, be naked before each other. That's the thing. Even at yeah, yeah, yeah. That enemy came between them when he beguiled Eve. Yeah, um, and you know it made things harder. It really has made things harder for people and marriages suffer. You know, um, yeah. when you're not when you're not willing to recognize the fault or what's there that's causing the issues in your marriage, then it's just gonna crumble. That's it. You know, my son did a pod not podcast, but you know, he does this this word of wisdom. Uh huh. I love it. Yeah, you know, and he talked about pride last time, and like a lot of the reason why some marriages get destroyed too is. Because there's pride in one person or both people, like they're not willing. Again, go back to willingness, not willing to change the things about themselves. 
that keep popping up yeah. and not willing to see yourself, mm. not willing to look at yourself in the mirror of God's word or even in yeah. the mirror of your spouse to change what needs mm-hmm. to be changed and do what you need to do. You know, yes. and that's pride and pride goes before the fall. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have to cover each other. I think that is the main theme today. Uh-huh. That covering that needed. Even fig tree was put on them, right? Wasn't it fig leaves? He put, oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't oh, know. know. Yeah, he put fig leaves together to make them yeah. clothes. Oh, God did that. Yeah. Come on, that's so symbolic. That's See, so okay. symbolic. I'm going to retire. Remember the fig tree. Yes. That fig tree is very emblematic. It's very. Oh my God. So, yeah. So significant in scripture. Assess your marriage through the fig tree. The parable of the fig tree. You need to assess your marriage. Are you even covering each other and then bearing fruit together? Or are you all tearing each other down? I mean, in the middle of your marriage, whether you're single or married, you have to do self-assessment often. Am I bearing fruit as an individual? But even yep. more so in a couple relationship, do I bear fruit, the fruit of righteousness for this marriage to be, you know, healthy? And if there are things between you that you need to expose to each other, you can't cover what you haven't exposed. So you have to yes. expose each other so you can heal. You cannot live in darkness or in secret, you know. Mm. Yeah, so we gotta, be to, we gotta be willing to expose those things that are ruining our marriage, so that we can get rid of them, so we can tackle them, and so that we can cover each other. Because I can't cover you if you're not willing to, you know, live wow. in the light. Yep. Wow. So it's kind of like you have to uncover the truth and cover each other with love. Yeah. You know, you guys got to identify those areas of, 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 you know, strengths that are weaknesses that you need to work on. I do, I do an assessment for couples called prepare and rich. And, you know, um, so I offer that to my couple. Yeah. Did I do, did I do it for you and Rue? I don't know, but we, uh, when we were going through our assessment, uh, we're partnered with a company called Stadia. They help church planters. And before we were even accepted as part of their network, we had to go through a marriage assessment and they, and Prepare and Rich is what they use. And um, now we get a lot of stuff from Prepare and Rich that's so good. It's actually giving us a lot of uh, material. You know, which is so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love that you use Prepare and Rich. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a facilitator with them. So and I, I really find that I need to go back and refresh myself to go through their as their trainings, you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. I do have couples that I use it with and it's so good to see on paper your compatible, your growth areas and your strength areas, you know? Yeah, um, so they don't call it weaknesses, but growth areas where they need to grow. Uh, yeah, even when I said it, I was like, oh, no, we don't want to say weaknesses, but it's really growth areas. You're correct about that. Growth areas. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, um, I make myself, I'm available as a therapist for you, for, for people, you know, and I make myself available here. But I thank you so much, Suzanne. I feel like, you know, you shared a lot concerning 
um, what's important about marriage, the idea that, you know, covering each other is important, looking in the mirror at each other, um, being able to learn from each other. There's, I love Gottman theory and he talks about uh, accepting each other's influence. And so that whole mirror con- mirror concept reminds me of that. You know, I have to accept yeah. the influence of my spouse and vice versa. Because yeah. there are things exactly. you don't see that they see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even as single people, there, there are things that others see that you just can't see. Yes. We have to be willing to learn. Thank you so much. I think uh, we have come to the end of another podcast. You know, it's, it's, we've labored the time. It's almost an hour and I don't want to keep yeah. you from your children. Today is um, Digital Learning Day for our children. So I know they're yeah. there. Um, and you're, busy. you're a busy woman. Yeah. I'm teach a grading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, I thank you so much. Yeah, I love, love you, you too, honey. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. So I really, really enjoyed my time with my sister. Oh, my gosh. That conversation just about marriage. I hope you've been blessed by our chat today. I Whatever situation you find yourself in, you know, whether single or married, my desire is that you will uncover anything that is hidden um, within you that you know is stopping your progress. You know, sometimes you may also have things that you're not sure that are untapped, you know, like you haven't really tapped into where your issue is. And I've made myself to you as a therapist, available to you as a therapist. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor and there are many counselors available. You know, these days we are overwhelmed because the need is great. But um, I, I leave room for most people, you know, for my practices. I still haven't closed my schedule, um, but, you know, we have to share the time with other people. So sometimes when I do see myself getting full, I'm like, you know, I will have to refer you to someone else because I don't have the space right now. But um, yes, if there's anywhere I can be a resource to any of you, I am here. But I want to ask you today that you assess yourself, you assess your marriage, are you being fruitful? Are you being fruitful? Not just multiplying physically, you know, in terms of children, but are you being fruitful and multiplying in the kingdom of God? The thing that he's called you to, the thing that he's mantled you for and given you an assignment for. Make sure that when he's searching and he's looking for you in the earth, that you're where you're supposed to be. He said, Adam, where art thou? And, you know, Adam was naked and he recognized that. Adam recognized his nakedness and, and, and he was covered after that with fig leaves. So God will cover you, but you have to open yourself up to him. He wants to find you and he's looking for you. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable before him. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable to your spouse if they are the one chosen by God for you. And I pray that your marriage is according to the will of God. And I ask all of you to stay married to his will. God bless you.